Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to Purple Pain Forums for allowing us to post our podcast there. So if you're looking for an online forum for passionate Vikings fans, feel free to check out purplepainforums.com. Also want to give a shout out to Purple PTSD for giving us a chance to post our pod there as well. Be sure to check out purpleptsd.com for great Vikings content. And Kyle, we're back to part two of the series, which we've decided to name Football for Sam because Football for Dummies probably has some copyright uh, <laughs> yeah, that's attachments right. there. That's um, right. The two are not equivalent, Sam and, and Dummies, but just this is a chance for you <laughs> to explain to me, you're explaining to me some of these details and, and hopefully others that are, are uh, maybe interested about some of this stuff or maybe have picked up knowledge along the way but haven't right. heard really explained in a complete complete way as you're doing um yeah to get a chance to to hear about it so right uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the defensive side and maybe some of these numbers and talked about three four and dime and nickel and zone uh versus man coverage and i know there's still more content there but that was i think very much a, a starting point Mm-hmm. Today we're going to focus on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, yeah, any thoughts before uh, before we get started? I'm I'm kind of curious to hear of where you'd like to start with uh, when you talk with the offense. Well, maybe in some ways, the difference in the offense compared to last season will be less dramatic than the switch from the defense. You know, we're changing in some ways, the kind of the defensive identity insofar as you're moving from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Uh, there's going to be different coverage responsibilities, a lot more emphasis on, um, yeah, basically just like different defensive shells and coverages and that kind of thing. And so, again, it's not radically different. The coaches have emphasized that they don't view it as being radically different. Sometimes you wonder if that's just basically coach speak where they're trying to downplay some of the stuff. But in any case, uh, kind of the core identity of the offense is likely going to remain pretty much the same. Uh, you should expect uh, a fair bit of play action, fair bit of wide zone runs. Uh, you know, this is not going to be like uh, shotgun, four verticals, Kirk Cousins heaving the ball down the fields, you know, throwing 70% of the time. Definitely not. This is, this is, this is going to be, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've heard about in recent years is going to, uh, still characterize this offense, uh, crossing routes, um, screens. Yeah. I already mentioned wide zone play action, bootlegs. Uh, these are going to all be kind of staple core plays, core concepts that the Vikings are going to build themselves around. Right. And, uh, and basically they're going to try and perfect rather than reinvent. I think is basically what you're seeing. And so the terminology internally, like I'm sure that a lot of the, the plays themselves have different names. Uh, so the terminology for the players themselves and like the words that Kirk Cousins is actually speaking in the huddle are going to be different, but you know, it's still going to be a crossing route to Justin Jefferson and he's still going to do an excellent job running that route. You know, he's still going to be an amazing receiver and uh, you know, so on and so forth. And so that's basically my opening note in terms of if we were to maybe maybe compare it to last time, it's in some ways not as dramatic of a difference. Right, right. 
so yeah, like you said, certainly maybe not as much variation or, or you, maybe you see when you look at how the defense performs this year for the Vikings versus the offense, maybe you'll, the offense will be a little bit more recognizable and not even make sense yeah. just from a personnel yeah. standpoint as well. Yeah. Um, with the offense, I know we've also got some numbers. I know with the defense, talk about three, four, four, three. Uh, you've explained this to me before, but uh, with all the other knowledge in my brain, it, there's, there's <laughs> which is there's, abundant. There's a lot. There's there. just so much going on up there. That, yes. Uh, yeah. I've forgotten a little bit. So I remember you talk like there's these numbers sometimes 11, yep. 21. Uh, right. W- explain to others, maybe, or exp- hypothetically, right. I got a friend. Uh, yep. wh- who, how would you explain to this friend what those numbers mean? Right. So you're going to hear these numbers and you probably already have, you've probably seen them in articles or uh, heard on podcasts or heard in the, in the games themselves. And you talk about personnel packages. And so when you say a personnel package, it's literally just, you know, what, what players are we putting on the field? Who are we putting on the field? And then from there, not just specifically, Oh, it's Dalvin cook. Oh, it's Kirk cousins. It's uh, what kind of players, so it's a fullback and a running back and a couple tight ends, or it's a, you know, four receivers and one running back, or, you know, whatever the case may be. So uh, defense in some ways is a little bit more straightforward in that you say, oh, it's a three, four defense and or we're in a three, four alignment right now. So, you know, those seven players are up front and they're therefore there are four players in behind. Uh, you kind of have to infer a little bit more on offense. And so if we were to say 11 personnel, we're making a couple assumptions kind of even before we get started, almost even before we even arrive at the 11 in the, in the personnel, we kind of always assume that there are five offensive linemen because that is almost always the case. That's just basic. And that there's one quarterback, right? And so we are assuming right off the hop, six of our 11 players right there, where we expect there to be variation, where we expect there to be something to talk about is how many running backs or fullbacks, how many tight ends, how many receivers, right? And so that's when you get into that conversation, that's where you're now talking about 11 personnel, 21 personnel, 10 personnel, whatever the case may be, right? And so when you say 11, the first one, first one, the first uh, letter, first number in that sequence is a one, and that refers to the amount of running backs you have, right? So 11, one, one running back. The other number, one, is your tight ends. And so if you were to say you're an 11 personnel, that means you have one running back, one tight end, and therefore, by necessity, because we've got six, we've got five offensive linemen and one quarterback, we've now got two more, we've got a running back and tight ends, therefore, we need to have three more players. Or who are they going to be? Because we, we've accounted for all the other positions. Well, therefore, they're going to be wide receivers or, or, or slot receivers kind of thing. Um, so therefore. In a Vikings context, Vikings come out week one, Packers, 11 personnel, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith, presumably. And then you're going to see KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Where they put them on the field, if Thielen's in the slot, which is to say kind of uh, closer to the offensive lineman as opposed to closer to um, the boundary or, or, or the sideline, um, those things will change. Maybe all three are bunched together close on one side. Maybe it's two and one, two on one side, one's on the other. You know, it could be all kinds of different things, right? Uh, but you, the first number refers to your running back. The second number refers to your tight ends. And therefore, we make a, an educated 
assumption about the wide receivers. Um, so you're going to see a lot of 11 personnel. And they already ran a fair bit of that last year. They were in 11 personnel. Uh, let's see here. I got the numbers in front of me. 11 personnel, 44% of the time, right? So almost half of the time. But that really, I think, within an NFL context was reasonably low. That wasn't 44% 11 personnel is not um, that high, I think, all things considered. And I think we'll probably see that number go past 50 this year, if I had to guess. So I think you're going to see a lot of 11 personnel and then a lot of 21 personnel. So again, two, two running backs. So Dalvin Cook and CJ Ham, And then your one, probably Irv Smith Jr. And then your two would be Thielen Jefferson. But, you know, of course, there's going to be substitutions and people need rest or injuries. And so maybe it's CJ Ham and Alexander Madison. And then maybe it's, you know, whoever at tight end. Maybe it's Nick Muse, who they drafted in the seventh round. And then maybe it's KJ Osborne and, and BC Johnson, right? But it's the actual, the numbers themselves refer to positions, right? Not, not of course, individual players. We have individual players who play those positions. Right, right. And so running back, fullback, all account for that first number. It doesn't matter. Yes, that. And I exactly. know the fullback position is becoming more and more extinct, but then you've got your unicorns yep. like CJ Ham, who yep. I think, to be fair, was maybe used less last year than he was the year before and you kind of wonder mm. what his role actually looks like with his team right as a fan favorite but yep. regardless that that number those running backs whether it's and it's kind of funny actually to think about all the different possibilities of running back with madison yep. and cook and ham and uh yeah Wong Wu. Yep. and yep. uh the the recent draft pick this year too um ty chandler ty chandler from from north carolina like there's there's yep. a lot of possibilities there um, yeah so Okay, maybe you can ask this. If you got a running back that's out and is in a receiving position, he's not he's out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. What does that do to the numbers? Does it still stay the same or my understanding is you'd still call that eleven personnel. Right. So if you let's say you you trot on the field and we see Irv Smith, we see Devin Cook, we see three wide receivers. You're saying, okay, it's 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 eleven personnel. Um, it's fine. But then let's say they spread them all out wide. So we basically have five receivers lined up. We got five offensive linemen, quarterback, and then all five are basically in receiver positions. They're all going to be running routes. Um, That's fine. It's just, you know, it's empty backfield. Maybe have a bit of a spread offense and, um, you know, things are spread out. And um, yeah, still 11 personnel. It would be my understanding, unless there's someone who knows more about football than me, which is a lot of people. But yeah, I believe that's still 11 personnel. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So the the really the receivers are kind of just the remainder of the number you, you kind of talked about. Just the, yeah. the remainder, the the extra when you subtract yeah. everything else between you take that kind of six automatic number. I know there are times when you have six yep. linemen. Uh, I feel like those are more on maybe like short, like fourth and short or yep. goal line, but but often you've got the five, you've got the quarterback and then, then you've got yeah, running back tight end and then receivers left over. Yep. So yep. you talk about, you got 11, you've got 21. What, maybe what other numbers maybe would people hear or other maybe names that people would hear about offensive schemes that, right. uh, that maybe wouldn't be aware of, or, or maybe there'd be some questions about what that actually means for, for the offense. So 11 is going to be an important one. 
the Vikings offense. 21 is going to be an important one for the Vikings offense. And as Sam was saying, this is not always the case because a lot of teams don't have a fullback, but we do. And they seem to be quite high on him. And I like him a fair bit. Um, so you're going to see CJ Ham on the field a fair bit. So 21 is going to be quite common. From there, if I had to guess, your next two most popular are going to be 10 and 12. And so if you say 10, you have one running back and zero tight ends. You get four receivers on the field to kind of partner with your running back. Okay. And that would suggest more passing, right? Just obviously more receivers, more guys who can receive the ball, uh, you know, from the, uh, the thrower, then that would seem to suggest more passing. Uh, and then from there, 12 personnel, one running back, and then two tight ends. And so we've seen a fair bit of 12 personnel in recent years, you know, think Rudolph and Smith on the field at the same time, right? And that kind of 12 is kind of interesting in a lot of ways because it can allow you to be quite kind of deceptive. And then if you line up those tight ends closer to the line of scrimmage, you can be quite multiple insofar as you could use those, you know, good sized bodies, guys who are 240, 250, 260, and, and more sometimes. And they can be run blockers and you can run the ball, or they can release and run a route, right? And so I would also expect a decent amount of 12 personnel. And I would also expect, uh, even when the Vikings are in 21, which is to say when they have both CJ Ham and Dalvin Cook on the field, the two of, from the 21. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they flex out CJ Ham, and I think they are planning on flexing out CJ Ham, almost putting him in like a tight end kind of role, almost as if it's 12 personnel, um, and kind of using him as a bit of a tight end, uh, closer to the line of scrimmage. So again, he can either run blocked in that position or he can release for a route. Maybe you'll see him, you know, kind of do you're not going to see CJ Ham for the most part burning it down the field 40 yards on like a deep go route. You're going to see. You know, quick stuff to the flats. Uh, maybe if he does get flexed out into the slot, maybe some slants, that kind of thing. But his role with his team is not to take the top off the defense like Tyreek Hill in that last conversation with the defense. His role is kind of be, at times, deceptive in that you think he's going to block when in reality he's getting the ball or he's catching the ball. And uh, otherwise, kind of like a security blanket, right? Like if the play breaks down, and really, we were looking to hit Jefferson down the field, but the pressure is just too great, and, and Kirk Cousins needs to get rid of the ball. Well, C.J. Ham is there in, in a short area of the field, and he'll pick up you know, a few yards rather than taking that negative seven-yard sack kind of thing. And so you basically are pleased with that, all things considered. Um, that would be what I would expect. So I think 11 and 12 should be what you're – or sorry, 11 and 21 should be what you're planning on a fair bit of. And then, but also expect to see a fair bit of 10 and then a fair bit of, uh, of uh, 12. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's malleable, right? Like these aren't like fixed, firm. Um, you get two running backs, therefore it's always I formation. Therefore it's always a run. And CJ Ham's going to be the lead blocker every single time. No, like they're going to they're gonna introduce tweaks and they're going to do different things. They're going to try and confuse the opponent. And um, that's what makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. It feels to me as a fan, I'm, I feel like I'm always watching players. It, it, it feels like most plays like come on, come off, switching like these, this 11, 12, 21, 10. Like, is this changing basically almost every play or how often would you say that's changing on a, on a yeah. typical drive? It's going to vary from team to team. Yeah. I suspect and vary from, you know, all kinds of things, situation in the game. You know, if it's 
if it's late in the game and the Vikings are down by two scores, you're not going to be like changing into 13 personnel so you can get your one running back and your three tight ends on the field, right? Like that's maybe if you're up by two scores, maybe you love 13 personnel because then, then you can have some bigger, stronger dudes on the field, but then also have that flexibility where if you find yourself in third and six, you know, maybe you can pull a hard play action and you have your tight ends kind of release on a route and you can, and you can pick it up. Right. So I don't, it certainly wouldn't be every play. Um, but I mean, the things that are going to impact that are obviously the situation in the game. It's going to vary from team to team, how much you actually switch and, and kind of do different things. Um, and there's certainly going to be instances where you just, you know, that drive, it's all 11 personnel, right. And that drive, it's all whatever. Um, and then obviously the other factor, which you hate to see is, is just injuries. The reality of, well, we were going to be in 11 personnel, but then, you know, star player X really rolled their ankle. That sucks. And so we're going to kind of switch now and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but certainly not every play, uh, but substitutions are extremely common. Think of almost like line changes and not kind of thing. You know, it's just, just part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to happen frequently, and certainly there, like you talk about, there are situations late in games when time is a factor, or when score is a factor, yes. where it's not like you're changing a lot. Or yeah. and I know, like in teams that seem that do some hurry up offense, uh, yeah. it's not like you're going to be making substitutions all the time, right? Uh, so right. yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yep. And and the injury, the injury factor as well. It. Uh, Anything else in terms of scheme before maybe ask a little bit more Viking centric, what it looks like for this year, for this, this team, uh, and maybe some, some thoughts around hopes maybe that you have, but, but want to give us spaces. If there's anything else, uh, makes mm-hmm. sense to touch on as we, as we're talking about yeah, some of these no. some things that people hear. No, maybe we'll leave it there, but I mean, there are, you know, there are people out there who know a lot more about this than I do. And uh, even within the Vikings world. So if this thing is uh, interesting, then like get out there. Like there's just like tiny little thoughts that just barely scratch the surface. And I'm sure I've made errors at various points. So, you know, get out there and do your own work and, and see what you come up with. I, I was going to say, I felt ready to coach already. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's going to call O'Connell and I'm ask ready. for an assistant. Oh, what the heck? What do what we do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. So, as you think, maybe we can wrap up here with this Vikings team. Uh, you talk about there's certainly weapons. You got Justin Jefferson. I know you got Delvin Cook. Uh, so many things matter on the health of players, and we've seen the adaptations that a team. You, you kind of almost assume that a team's going to have to make some, uh, like, going to have to adapt throughout the year yep. based on injuries. Uh, what's one thing, maybe, if you could choose one thing? that you would like to see more of from this offense might be use of a player might just be scheme. Like you talked about bunch, you talked about maybe get Kirk rolling around play action. What, what would be something that you would say, man, mm-hmm. it would be, I not to say like, this is going to work. Cause obviously there's reasons that teams are doing what they're doing, but yeah. if, uh, if you got a chance to be offensive coordinator for, for a game, what would you do more of that you find the Vikings maybe don't do as much? They already do a lot of play action. Uh, and it's so basic. It's so simple kind of thing. 
but they ran play action only 26% of the time last year, uh, which to me is kind of crazy. And again, like, what do I know? I'm not an NFL coach. Um, but I would push that number to the 30s, you know, do play action a lot more because Kirk Cousins is so good at it, right? He's so good at it. And he actually, like, he's a really good passer. Like, he's got a crisp, nice pass. Uh, he's very good intermediate and deep. I would I would say man, more play action and more bootlegs because he's got some sneaky athleticism. He's not blazing fast, but I'm pretty sure he ran a four nine forty, right? And so he's also not like horribly slow either. Like the dudes gets a little bit of athleticism and a very good arm. Uh, so play to his strengths. You can disagree on whether or not the Vikings have paid him too much money, and I think they have. Um, and you can disagree on whether or not he's the one who's actually going to bring us that Lombardi trophy. Finally, that's fine. But the fact of the matter is this dude is the one who's under center. He's, he's the starting quarterback for these next couple of years, unless something crazy happens. And so you might as well really friggin' go for it. Like why would you only um, be half-hearted? So if he does play action, well, damn it, we're running a lot of play action. And if he does well with bootlegs, damn it, we're doing bootlegs, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. And if, and man, if he can, you know, hit Justin Jefferson on those deep posts and then hit him on the deep post, right? Like just, I would just, uh, and every coach says this, that they adapt their offense and they call their plays according to, you know, what their players do well, but the proof is in the pudding, right? The proof is everyone, everyone, literally everyone says it in a press conference, but then you actually see the product on the field and they'll tell you what's actually true. And so I actually want to see um, a greater emphasis on those things, even though it's kind of tame. Um, yeah, a little bit tame, but that's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah, it is tame. I, I think um, in some ways the offense felt somewhat simple uh, mm-hmm. last year. Like there's just, you look at some of these other teams and the creativity that's expressed and uh, yeah. this Vikings team isn't a whole lot creative. I, I say double digit trick plays every, every <laughs> yeah that's right exactly let's let's, yeah. let's uh speed this up let's teach kirk cousins how to punt and get him lining up there all the time and yeah, uh, all right and just uh, just everything's going to be a wild card um i, I you know what Keep they've, guessing. Got, they've got some skill i don't know if they've got that much skill uh to be able to to do that but i do I'll, I would, I'll hit you with i'll hit you with this sam i would say in terms of just the skill positions 11 personnel, those five guys you're going to put on the field. I would have a hard time believing they're even two or three teams with more skill from those starting five and 11 personnel than the Vikings have. Yeah, fair. That's maybe a biased opinion, but I, I think that's, it is. Probably, that's probably fair. You know, to be fair, though, when you said, like I was talking about Jefferson being a top 15 wide receiver in the league last year, and then you like were like higher. top five. Uh, I think you would probably even say top three. Higher, yeah, higher, higher. I thought you, I saw that uh, PFF put him at seventh, I think, in one of their like recent receiver rankings or whatever. And I was like, oh man, it's uh, no, no, he's higher, higher yeah, than that. Yeah, and I think that there's an argue. I I think it's pretty clear that he's top ten. Um, oh yeah, that's not even a question anymore. But I do feel like those those top ten receivers can be somewhat interchangeable, uh, mm-hmm. and each has a chance to have a week where it's like, yeah, you know what? They're top three or even a stretch where it's like, you know, they're yeah. top three. So I think uh, certainly need to see a little bit 
more before I think you can say, oh yeah, he's solidified in the top three. But the fact that you are paying Justin Jefferson this year three point less than three point six million dollars, get her done. He's already yeah. He is at worst top ten. I would say top five and 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 really kind of banging on the door top three for the price that Sam was just saying. You'll just never ever do any better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so make it happen anyways we can wrap up there this has been a uh, great series football for sam we got uh, this is part two and uh yeah we'll continue to talk certainly in the in a little bit of the less exciting part of uh of the off season but continue to have some of these series and i think we got some exciting maybe things like we did last summer uh some special episodes where you take a look back on some of the history, uh, do some more fun, fun episodes here. So be sure to look out for that, but we'll wrap up here. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll talk soon. Bye everyone.